our booth was always focused on content. So I just started a pop-up podcast and allow people the opportunity to have a conversation. And so putting them on the show gave them status. We were doing what they wish they would do. Welcome to Marketing with Matt. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner looking to create more margin in your life and business, you're in the right place. For more after the show, be sure to check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com. We got events coming up, Matt, and yeah, uh, that leads to important questions of how do you get the most out of an event, a big industry event or a networking opportunity? What do you do? Do you do stuff to prepare or do you just show up and hope to have a good time? Just wing it. That's mostly, uh, you know, just wander. I, mantra of life, just wander into success now. Right. Um, <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, you want to approach it with intentionality, but this is an interesting thing. So the marketing at events, in-person marketing and what we're thinking about and how that kind of parallels. These are, you know, timeless things we're thinking about marketing in general, but things that we found working well for us when it comes to in-person events. Um, and so for a little context and backstory here, we started doing in-person marketing kind of event marketing in, it was 2016 or 2017, when we first decided to break into um, like expos. Basically, there was like some expos. It could be for just small businesses, could be for like a niche, could be for like a, a, an industry expo. And there was refined things over time. So some of the things that we still run today in terms of our format that works very, very well, we just kind of like experimented into in this space where you're among hundreds of vendors. And you're like, how do I stand out? How do I make the most of this investment? Sometimes at, an, at a live event, especially you could be like, it's easy to spend tens of thousands of dollars sometimes just to be there, plus the equipment, plus the team and all these things are going into it. So it is higher stakes than let's say running Facebook ads. Cause they're like running Facebook ads. I'm gonna run a bad Facebook ad and let it run for a hundred dollars. And realize that was, that was bad. You run a bad like event and you're like, wow, I just blew $10,000. Like, oh, yeah. Try better. Try end. better next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, not that you have to go that way. And so, I want to talk about it from like two perspectives. So, what do we think about with events when we're doing it there? Also, I would say for a lot of folks starting off, um, events or in person marketing is a good first step. So, think about it on a foundational level. If you're like, Matt, I don't want to spend $10,000 to do a live event. What can I do as a baby step here? And so, there are marketing not marketing, they're like in-person events on like a small margin of scale. So there's a couple of networking groups. So you've got like chamber, like local, there's a chamber of commerce usually does um, event opportunities there. There is BNI, um, which is, uh, you know, they've got an inter international group and they'll have local chapters and they, they are designed to create business networking opportunities and, um, and, and the ability to rub shoulders. So Interestingly about in-person events is in the funnel world, it's like the last step of the funnel where someone actually changes their physical location. I remember hearing this a couple of years ago, probably from Russell Brunson. He was talking about like in-person is the last step. It's the hardest thing to do because they have taken all of these other decisions they've said yes to, which means this is one of the like there's as many outside factors telling them that what that this is a high priority. Right. Think about on the scale of how you prioritize things, like all the things that they said no to, to be there at that event. So even if it's an expo, if someone else is at the expo, they said no to so many other things. They got, they got dressed, they got in the car, they found transportation. Sometimes they, they got a hotel room, all of these other subconscious investments they've made. You think about like the yes ladder, that's all already happened. 
So being in person at another event gives you an advantage from a marketing perspective because whether you know it or not, they're like a micro degree away from saying yes to you because they've already said finding a solution or the problems that I have are so valuable that I'm going to take all of these other micro commitments to be in a position where I might find a solution. Just think about that. They've pre-sold themselves 50, 60 times before you even having a conversation or having that connection. So that's one thing that, that works well and is working in your favor in terms of in-person events. Now, to different degrees, you go to a BNI chapter, sure, they haven't done as many investment things, but they still, they got dressed, they got in the car, they found this place, they, they blocked out the time on their calendar. Um, it would have been a lot easier for them, like it's lower, lower investment to be like, let me show up to a webinar or let me just join a Facebook group. The first time I really noticed something like that was at a, at a, at a trade show, like an expo type of a place. And what I realized is that the people at the booth that I could go up and talk to, it would be like the CEO. It was all the decision makers were present. Yeah. And these same people were giving me their card and having, but if you were like reaching out to them on LinkedIn or reaching out in email, you weren't even getting a response. And so like the shift of like openness was so substantial. Um, oh, yeah. And so same thing, if you're in the booth, these same people that might be have been hard to respond to are now walking up to have conversations. And that focused attention, that's so rare. That's actually one of the things that I love about live events is it's hard um, to be as distracted in a live event. If I'm in the same physical space as you, like, sure, I you could look at your phone. You could do that. But if I'm having a conversation, like, I know that I have your attention, right? And so... uh um, that focused attention, the ability to to make a decision, to like have a, a deep analysis of of value there, kind of unmatched in terms of how you could do that. And the, and the benefit of live events is you usually have a, a a pool of folks in that same zone. So either showing up to have access to people is unique there. You get you get key decision makers are the ones that can break away um, or will prioritize breaking away for for kind of live events and. Um, and then when you have those conversations happening, they're, they're in a prime decision-making mode. So those, that's all the context going into it. You know, baby steps, you could do like a BNI chapter or a chamber of commerce thing. And I've seen for folks early on, like this is, it's not fancy marketing. Put yourself in a place where people are already primed to prioritize a solution. They don't know what it is, but they're problem aware. They had no problems. They'd be hanging out with their kids on a beach somewhere. Like they would not be at the live event. And so there's some objective that was, important enough for them to say no to all the alternatives to be there, that makes it so when you confront them, uh, you're, you're going to hold a heavier weight. And I think about this, actually, uh, a quick little story of the person, like we were exhibiting, another person showed up and took advantage of my time and attention because I'm also present there, right? So from an everyday conversation, I could get a DM on Facebook. And even if I want to respond and I want to like take advantage of it, there's so many other distractions. I get pulled away. I can remember distinctly the conversations that I have in person. They hold more weight than they do if it's just virtual. And so there was oh, yeah. one person who came up to us, talked to us, and they were a parallel. They were, they were not a potential uh, customer. They were a potential partner. They had a supplementary uh, solution that I thought was cool. They pitched it. I was like, oh, this is great. So much so, if you recall like an, an old story, uh, months later, I like – barely name dropped them in an email of like, Hey, this might be a cool thing. And I won their affiliate contest. 
like, so I thought, oh, that's cool. Look at that win by having listened to it. For them, they're like, I showed up at the live event and we got a new number one affiliate. And I put like barely an effort, but like that was only possible because they showed up at the live event. They took the, they took, they took advantage of the fact that I was singularly focused. And you know how many people pitch me on the idea of like, Hey, I've got a complimentary product or like your audience would really benefit from this thing. Like, I mean, at least, at least one a day. So I'm like, you got like 25 different possibilities every single month. And I'm saying businesses roughly of like other folks are like, Hey, I think this would be good. You know who made it on the list? the person who showed up at the live event. And, and it's not intentional. Like I'm, I'm telling this in retrospect, I'm just acknowledging the power of what happened there. It's not like, it's not like I was like, I will only promote things of people who talk to me in person. That's not my decision-making guideline, but it's just a reality. That is actually the effect of what happened. And so, um, okay. I think this is enough context. Let's talk about practically what we do. Yeah, absolutely. From, from a marketing, if you're coming, it doesn't matter whether you're kind of marketing from not the vendor or if you're the vendor, obviously from the vendor perspective, you've got a lot more at stake. Um, but think through the two dimensions is I want to, uh, engage and it's, it's probably like engage and close are the two things that we're thinking about. It's a shorter cycle, right? Because they are there, they're there, they're ripe, they're ripe and ready. And so I want to have an opportunity where folks can, they can close, they can become a customer because I got to acknowledge there is close to, there's close to ready to buy as you can possibly get. And so if you go to an event and you have no way for them to buy right there on the spot, you're missing out on an opportunity. You just are because they're going to move away and only get more distracted. Not everybody's going to, but this is actually like the first blind spot I say is people show up to events and they have no plan to close. They have no irresistible offer. They have no easy way to turn you from a stranger to a buyer for a pool of folks that are as eager to buy as possible. Whether we know it or not, you give me a live event, like I'm as ready to buy as possible. I'm already buying. I'm paying for it in my time. I'm paying for it in the accommodations or transportation or costs that, that got me there, my ticket to be there. So like, I'm already a buyer. I'm just not your buyer. And if you don't have a way to easily make me a buyer, you, uh, that's a big miss. So make sure you've got an easy way to, to help someone become a buyer because they're probably the closest buyers you're going to get. The second piece of it is um, list building. So this is not everybody's going to want to buy from you or buy from you right away. I will say a disproportionately high ratio of folks will or are willing, but you want to you want to be able to foster the connection. And so for us, the two things that we do to foster the connection is conversations and uh, contact information. So if you see us at a live event, almost every event, like this was one of those things we evolved out of like we were doing these things where I had to pay it like $10,000 to be there. So I'm like $10,000 to be there how do I maximize us being there, right? Because even if I saw all of the attendees, if I just, if I just got the list of attendees, you're like, that, that's still pricey and not all of them are, you know, really like perfectly equipped to be there. So you're like, I need to, I need to find my ideal prospects um, in the crowd, but I also want to like draw attention. So what we started doing is content during the expo, during the, um, like if we had a booth, our booth was always focused on content. So I just started, doing pop-up podcasts is what we call them. So we'd like do a pop-up podcast. Uh, we'd show up with the same podcasting equipment we have and allow people the opportunity to have a conversation. So now it's like, if I was going, like if you want to have a conversation, hop on the show. The interesting thing about this is we found is um, this <laughs> aligned very well for our ideal customers. Now I'd say if you actually, if you have a service where what you do is 
video editing or podcast production, this would absolutely be a slam dunk because then you get to like demonstrate what it would be like if they became a customer. For us, it was always tangential. It was like, this is not our core service. This is just a uh, gift, but it was looking at it from like a human gift perspective. So we've talked about this on past um, shows is in building a relationship, being a good gift giver isn't just like, here's some leftover inventory I have, you know, aren't you glad? Some people do that and, and that's, that's okay. But I'm thinking through what is it, if I'm going to give you a gift, it's going to be like, what is something you might actually genuinely enjoy? Even if it's not my product, it just lets you know that I, I value you. For our folks, our ideal prospects, what they care about is status. And so putting them on the show gave them status, right? It gave them the opportunity to uh, engage and, and, and like there, there was things that were built out of just having people on the show. I think there was also a, a very meta thing that was going on there where we were doing what they wish they would do. Oh yeah, and e- even seeing people sitting there, people walking by would be like, how do I get in the seat? And there was a, exactly there was a right. desire to be there, yeah. And yeah. yeah, you're saying they want to create more content. They want to be an authority and you gave them an opportunity to taste that, right? Yep, yeah, to practice it, to see... Yeah. Um, to see how easy it could be, how even in an imperfect setting, you can still create valuable marketing assets. And so, um, on like this big picture, you know, kind of behind the scenes, whether we were, you know, there were times where we're trying to sell folks on the idea that we'll run Facebook ads for them, but behind the scenes, it was, um, understanding that like marketing collateral, marketing content, like these were the things that they wanted to do they never prioritized doing and it may have not been like the best objective for them at the time like the the quicker win might have been like oh we'll just we've got some turnkey solutions for you to give you those wins there but to attract them um in the thing that was actually valuable to them right in the same way you know we, we you, you've seen different front-end offers that are designed for the avatar like think of them first instead of yourself first so what I mean by that is I've actually seen a good example of this in the like call it parent marketing or father marketing space is I know just the nature of who I am and, and who I tend to resonate with is like if you are a dad entrepreneur, there's a lot that we could probably jam on and have synergy around. And so if I create content or assets or resources that are designed and targeted at like dadpreneurs, um, it has nothing to do with the thing I'm going to sell you. But you will, you will want to do business with me before you even know what I have to sell. And that's what we think about from an expo perspective. They are showing up. There are plenty of folks. They'll come to the booth. They have no idea what we sell, but they want to have a conversation. Because once again, they value, they're like, wow, this is cool. This is the content thing's going on. This is uh, intriguing. And so I was saying like that engagement. So we want to close, but we also want to engage. And so this is, I said conversations. So that's how we do it. We put together a show. There's the opportunity for someone to be there um, on the show, but then the rest of the team is engaging with the conversations with people looking and watching the show. It draws them in. If they're interested in that kind of marketing, you know, content uh, first marketing or the kind of marketing that's focused on an actual connection with human beings, they're probably going to be a great customer of ours. They're going to resonate on multiple levels. And so that pulls them in. There's conversations with other team members and then also individual conversations with me, creating content, and, um, and then we'll run a giveaway. And so the easy, the like speed way of how can I just get more uh, contact information? It's like a conversation, how to get the con- contact information? It's giveaways. Like we've just seen it time and time again. It is uh, low friction, easy for them to be like, well, I could win. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in my contact information yeah. there. And if you and think they're going to want to give real information if it means you need to use it to they win. they want to win. Yeah. 
That's that's exactly right. Because they want to win, they'll give you real information. And I just haven't found something that so widely connects or like converts well from a um from a content information list. If I could have all of the attendees' email and phone number, then I would offer nothing. And I'd just be like, thank you for the list. And I will and and I'll just start nurturing the relationship. But on the surface, I don't have that. And, and it's like, how do I create the dynamic where they're like, they volunteer, like they actually did step one. I want to give you my information because the exchange of, of a giveaway felt worth it. And so this is where, um, I would challenge folks to think big and deep about how radical and crazy you can make your giveaways. Um, I'm actually, as I'm as I'm talking about this, Tyler, I'm actually thinking uh, I have a new idea for what we're going to do at our our next our next event here. Um, I don't want to say it because in case the show comes out before the event. But in retrospect, we'll do a we'll do a refresh on what we do right here. But like, if you're listening to this live time, live time, I'm having a, 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 a an idea of how to make it better. But fundamentally, it is um, that continuous like how do you push the boundary of something so incredible that folks would feel like it's it's a no-brainer to like give you my information. So low friction. So we usually use QR codes, um, you know, digital forms. So even if they don't have a conversation with us, they can give us their contact info and allow us to engage um, with them later on. But thoughtfully, we want to make sure that we're still taking advantage of the event. What, what do I mean by that? If I have their contact info, they may have not stopped at the booth. Um, I'm going to try and re-engage them in a number of, of different ways. So if I can get them into a conversation, like that's a great way to do it. If I can, uh, nurture them around other no brainer offers that are opportunities to become buyers. So low friction, low ticket buying opportunities, I'm going to still do that. And then I'm going to be thinking through, um, how do I deliver as much value as possible? So in person, the things that are relevant there, um, uh, like we will do, we do end of day, uh, like we're just like the, the newsroom of what's going on. So who are the folks where we can continue to nurture them as they're anticipating and looking forward to the giveaway as it were, but we're conditioning them to see us as a, as a provider of value is we make sure that they experience a lot of value. So don't just take their info and say, thanks, you're entered for the giveaway. And then say like, you won, you lost. It's like, thanks, you're entered the giveaway. Here's a ton of value. Here's another ton of value. Here's another ton of value. Oh, and here's a special offer just for folks that are at the event. And here's who won the giveaway, right? So between, I was already offering the opportunity for something for free, but I'm going to try and build up as much reciprocity as possible before they leave the zone where they are already a buyer. They just may not be my buyer because I'm thoughtful. We invested a lot of money to be there, time, energy, and presence. And so we want to make sure that we're um, maximizing the uh, potential reach and output and in an impact of uh, being in person. So that's, that's what I think about in, in a small way. If I relate this to small chapter, do the same thing. Hey, if I was in a room, just intro is like, Hey, here's what I do. Um, and by the way, uh, what we like to do is for anybody who wants to do it. Um, we give away whatever it is, hook the something. It could be free trial. Like you're in person. There is, there is primed in like there is uh, primed and engaged as possible. You could do, this is probably what I would do. Hey, my name is Matt. I got a marketing company. We do a lot of fun stuff. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we're actually running a giveaway for uh, iPad right now. And uh, usually this is just for other folks on our list, but you're here right now. I run a small group of us. If you want, here's the link. You can enter to win the iPad. Uh, the drawing's happening end of the week. Why am I doing that? Because I, I want to guarantee I get everybody's information and I can get them primed and ready 
Um, and that's a no brainer. And I'm going to make it feel serendipitous. That's what I would do because I'm like, I want to maximize this opportunity, not be like, I wanted to do a giveaway to have this conversation with you. I want to say, I'm like, what a coincidence. We have an easy way to get your contact information. Um, and then I, and I've not told you anything about what I do. I mentioned marketing. I said, we got a giveaway because really what I want is that long-term opportunity to build the relationship. Um, and then you can automate some of the conversation behind the scenes of, uh, and I said, iPad, maybe that's too much. You don't want to invest so much, but think of it this way. If I'm going to a BNI chapter or a chamber of commerce and there's 10 to 20 folks there, I'll say 10, there's only 10 people in a room, uh, a pair of AirPods, basic ones. Let's go basic. Where's it? 200 bucks. Yeah. The basic ones are even like 150, 150, 150. We're giving away a pair of AirPods. Um, and so if you like free stuff, you got kids who like free stuff, uh, you can do that. And you know, happy to talk about more of what we do for marketing. And I'm like, 10 people in the room, $150 AirPods. I could probably find like a, you know, you know, eBay recently. I, I'll, I'll say we play, pay retail, 150 bucks. That's $15 per lead guaranteed. Now I've got $15 per lead, but what I've done is built up reciprocity. The first thing you knew about me is I'm giving away stuff for free. I would buy a new pair of AirPods every single week, every chapter that I'm going to, every chamber of commerce, I would have one. I would just know like this is the math. And anytime I talk to someone or if I'm in a group setting where I can, I can make that kind of presentation a thousand percent worth it because, um, well, assuming you've got a service that's worth more than $10, you can turn them into referral partners. There's so many other things that happen and are easier to happen because you met in person. Tanya, someone met me in person. They paid nothing for any of our service. They mentioned a cool thing that they did. They got, they, they stuck in my mind so much so that I add them in an email, won their affiliate contest. And I don't know how many thousands of dollars I sent them in business. Like they were happy. Like the affiliate deal, like they, they got the bigger end of the bargain. Like they were actually happier with that arrangement. And, um, and this is, you know, some of the potential upside of, uh, being thoughtful when it comes to live event marketing. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. So if you are going to see us at a live event soon, come up and say hi. You know all the secrets now. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys on the next Marketing with Matt. Thanks for tuning in for this week's Marketing with Matt. Check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com to learn how we create high margin marketing. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the podcast, feel free to make a recommendation. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. Okay, bye for now.